get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. I've talked with this guy before when he was with CBS Sports. He's now writing about the Cardinals for Birdie Work Newsletter. You can find all of the information you need on that at Dane Perry. Dane Perry joins us here on the show. Dane, we appreciate the time as always, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. Good to be with you. Quick note, I am still with CBS Sports, uh, just doing the uh, newsletters you mentioned on the side. Should should have mentioned that, yes. You can still find his work as well at cbssports.com. Dane, let's talk a little bit about these Cardinals because we've been trying to figure them out, and frankly, I don't know how to do it. The results have been every bit as awful as any of our texters have let us know about. But I still believe for some strange reason that it's going to get better, but I don't know if it's going to get better enough quick enough. What's your kind of 10,000 foot view on this team? Yeah, I mean, that's it is going to get better. This is not a team that's going to play at a 108 loss pace or whatever it is right now. Uh, They're better than that. The question is, you know, how substantial is the hole they've dug for themselves, even though we're just a month in? You know, there is cause for optimism. Uh, You know, the offense is hitting the ball hard. They're just kind of running into bad luck. The pitching staff has also endured some bad luck uh, in terms of balls in play, dropping for hits at a a level that's uh, probably out of step with the norms. But, you know, again, 10 and 19, already a big deficit in the uh, NL Central, already behind a big pile of teams in the wild card chase. We're going to improve, but... uh, you know, every outlet gives us no better than like a 35% chance of making the postseason now. And that number is worth taking seriously. So, Dane, let's start from the top down here, because the, the biggest sentiment that I've been seeing over this last two, three weeks for the Cardinals from fans has been, oh, well, the front office put them in a bad spot to not let them succeed. You know, they didn't update the pitching staff in the offseason. Uh, you know, they they were relying too heavily on these young players. And then, of course, the in-season decisions that the front office has gone with, and most recently with Jordan Walker being sent down. How do you view the job that they have done up to this point? I think there's a lot to that. While they've done an excellent job with replacing Yadier Molina behind the plate, Wilson Contreras has been you know, pretty outstanding so far. They left that rotation uh, very vulnerable, and we've already seen the effects of that. I mean, there's just that rotation is shot through with age and injury concerns, and there's been ineffectiveness, obviously, in the early going. And that crowded outfield situation just created a very complicated roster for Marmol and you know, it's just it's hard to for guys to find their level with erratic playing time that has, you know, been a consequence of that crowded outfield. Sure, demoting Jordan Walker addresses part of that, but it just feels like a move that was done because of the roster crunch and not really because he deserved to be sent down. So it's just it was, you know, not a great from a roster standpoint and again the 
failure to address the rotation really stands out. When you look at that outfield, Dan, it's been, as you can imagine, a decent portion of our conversation in the first month of the season. If you were in John Mosellock's shoes for the day, how would you go about filtering through those outfield options? Like if you had to move one of them, who would it be? How would you assess their outfield outlook? You know, I, I, I think you need Dylan Carlson's glove and center, uh, considering, you know, whether it's Jordan Walker or Alec Burleson at a corner that either guy is going to be a liability, uh, defensively. I think Walker has the potential to be, uh, fielder at an outfield corner, but that's not going to happen right away. So I really do think you need Carlson's elite glove and center out there. And by extension, that means Tyler O'Neill is probably, you know, slated for part-time duty, which has kind of been the case at times. So, you know, I think, you know, O'Neill is, is the expendable one in my mind. I just don't think he uh, offers enough consistency to play and all those injury concerns over the years. I think he's just kind of the odd man out. What are you going to get for him uh, at this stage of things? I'm not really sure, but I just badly think they need to ease that log jam somehow, a log jam that's still in place even after the Walker demotion. You know, Dane, speaking of Dylan Carlson, we've had a lot of internal conversations about, you know, playing him. When you look at the splits that he goes with in terms of right-handed pitchers versus left-handed pitchers, struggles from one side, success on the other. Uh, would you view that and say, like, look, let's just give it an extended look at Dylan Carlson, no matter the splits, let's keep him out there and see if we can get this right? I think so. I mean, obviously, there are going to be opportunities to sit him against tough right-handers, but at the same time, he's still relatively young. It's still a development curve for him. You know, you kind of need to see what he can do if he's just thrown into the fire against right-handed pitching in the major leagues. And again, I think the defense that he provides in center, especially over and above what else we have, uh, I think justifies his, you know, his being the primary at center field almost every day. And I just think that's uh, probably the route to go. Dane, do you think that the Randy Arozarena trade had a unforeseen consequence for the Cardinals of not being willing to move on from position players prior to really finding out what they can do? I guess it's possible. Uh, you know, I don't know that they think too much about that, but yeah, that's certainly a possibility. I mean, they did miss big on that as things stand now, but you know, you know, let's look at the progress Libertor has achieved this season at AAA, and it's possible they still come out looking okay in that trade. But yeah, I think there's always some, you know, as you look back and uh, you think about a Rosarena taking the next step and then staying there with Tampa Bay. I think it's natural to wonder whether you're not seeing something, but you know what? It's it, they're your prospects. It's your job to see something. So you know you need to figure that out. Dane, since we're talking about this lineup construction and you know getting the playing time, it leads me to the manager with Ali Marmol. Uh, how have you viewed the job this season as manager for the Cardinals? I think he's done okay, not great. I mean, I was very impressed with him last season, uh, kind of until the playoffs with his. I think puzzling usage of Helsley in the postseason, but I was really impressed with him last season. This year, you know, I don't know. Again, he has a complicated roster to deal with. I think his, his probably his his tone and approach has been a little off. I didn't love the way he handled the Tyler O'Neill situation five games into the season. Uh, but you know, again, he has a really tough job with the way this roster is constructed, and you know, I I don't think this falls on him. I think it's mostly the front office and. Lomo was kind of just doing the best he can with what he was given.
Final thing that I've got for Dane Perry. Again, you can find his work over at CBSSports.com. You can also find his newsletter, Birdie Work, uh, on his Twitter account, at Dane Perry, is where you can find all the info on that. Dane, what are you seeing with Nolan Arenado? Because for all of the struggles that the Cardinals have had this season, the one that's the easiest to see getting fixed is, hey, Nolan Arenado stops batting 239 with basically no power, and he starts playing like the player that we know he is and has been. What have you seen from him so far this year that's gone awry? Everything at the plate. I mean, how hard he's hitting the ball, his selectivity at the plate. I mean, you know, it's you can't get in somebody's head, but it – you know, all the indicators, the way he's swinging more pitches and not being as patient, it just screams of someone pressing, which is understandable given how much he's struggled. You know, he's trying to prove himself in one swing. But it's just, it's not looking good at, at, at pretty much every way across the board in terms of a hitter. I mean, I, I'm not privy to anything, and this is speculation, but you wonder if, you know, getting plunked during the uh, WBC had some lasting effects, and maybe he's just not, you know, admitting to an injury because that's his personality, but you have to wonder if something physically is not right with him, given the indicators. Dane Perry, always appreciate the time. You can find his work over at CBSSports.com and follow him on Twitter at Dane Perry, D-A-Y-N-P-E-R-R-Y. Dane, we appreciate the time, man. We'll talk with you again soon, hopefully under better circumstances for the Cardinals. Okay, thanks for having me.